0: Hey there, everybody. So for this first reading, we're going to be taking a look at emotional debt, the bill that you didn't know that you had. When you can't pay, your relationship gets repoed. My challenge here is to write a concept um, that I built a few years ago and expand on it without discussing the differences between my ex-wife and my current girlfriend. The story shouldn't be used as a testament for or against any relationship, but rather a clue into how you process relationships in your own mind. So emotional debt is something that builds up over time and every time that you have an argument and every time that you think to yourself that you know what your significant other is going to end up saying or doing, how they're going to respond to your actions, you accrue debt. And this builds as you judge them or as you hold grudges for transgressions that you didn't get closure on. Typically in a new relationship, the amount of debt that collected is pretty low. And it's low because you're ordering, arguing over dumb things. You both know it. It's, it's pointless, useless little arguments. You're learning each other. And the amount of debt that uh, you collect can be easily won over with things like makeup sex, going out to the movies, bringing home flowers, giving them compliments, etc., so as the relationship expands and grows, there's a few things that happen. First thing, emotional credit cards. Okay. You build a catalog of common denominators in your mind and you're going to judge your partner. You're going to hold grudges. And as you build expectations, uh, these are some of the worst emotional credit cards that you're going to end up owning. So a grudge is like an emotional credit card that has a hundred percent interest. You can never pay it off because it accumulates too quickly. And no matter how much that you try to pay onto that card, uh, you always have this giant principle that's backing up your negative thoughts. So that's grudge as an emotional credit card. Uh, expectations are like an emotional credit card as well, uh, but one may be from your favorite boutique. So you keep buying things that you, you know, think that you like and you're planning where that item is going to sit in your home. You're imagining how well it'll be appreciated by your friends and your family, but no one really cares about your regal lamp right? So you keep buying things that you believe that people are going to like, but you never really stop to ask yourself if you wanted it for yourself. So those are expectations. And judging your partner is probably the poorest emotional financial decision that anyone can make. It's akin to a shopping spree. You have no idea why you're doing it. It's addictive. It accumulates the highest amount of debt. And eventually you're just buying things for the sake of buying things. And, and this is a mental health issue that is just simply spiraled out of control. So how do you pay off this emotional debt? You know, these emotional credit cards, how do you get rid of that? As I said, it can be done in a number of ways. So you can do cute things with your partner, for example, you can have makeup, sex and give them flowers and compliments. And each of these things are like a little, you know, emotional stream of income and they grow the wealth of your relationship. Each emotional stream of income is going to be different for each person, and even more so on that relationship level between two people. Um, They're always, of course, subject to change, as does your actual income. And I believe the best way to pay off uh, any emotional debt is exactly like having a good credit score. You use your emotional credit card to get things that you want or need in the moment. You give yourself opportunities, and then you use that debt, like borrowing against yourself, to create growth in your relationship or credit score, right? So then you pay it off fast and hard. It's okay to make a judgment. You're human. What isn't okay, though, is to hold these judgments over people's heads. And it's just as normal for us to buy things that we want, maybe compulsively, and we're going to make poor emotional financial decisions in a relationship. That's all normal. There's not you know, really, they're not all poor decisions. At the end of the day, sometimes it's just how we learn. So like I've collected debt on my credit card. And now I know that, for example, I don't need a super fast gaming computer. I'm not 17 anymore. I don't game as hard as I thought I did. So just as you might not like a sports playing boyfriend or a uh, wine addicted girlfriend, but you wouldn't really know this unless you had bought into that agreement and collected some debt along the way. Right. So maybe relationship baggage is just the credit card balance that you owe once the thing that you bought 11 years ago is already, you know, like gone and done and, and in the garbage. So true love is like the relationship lottery. In my relationship, you know, we understand emotional debt. And this is the reason why we try to, uh, you know, really hard to resolve fundamental issues quickly. We do not like judging or holding grudges. Because there's something else that kind of trumps it all. Um, having true love is, is like winning the lottery, right? So both in the platitude of how difficult it is to find true love, and also in terms of this emotional debt story that I'm writing right now, right? So we believe, in my relationship, we believe that we're soulmates. And it doesn't mean that we don't argue. It means that we're strongly bound on a fundamental level. We're friends, we respect each other, and our story is, you know, vaguely familiar Yet it's filled with lots of curiosity of each other and ourselves. So when we disagree, it's always within our mindset to kind of question the importance of the debt. And very often we find ourselves just buying something compulsively. So we place it gracefully black on the shelf and and we smile at each other and continue building a credit score.